Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Give the Lord a praise in here right now. Come on. Man, what a day. Listen, if you would like to help me out, if you would, if you have a social media page or a Facebook page, if you'll go right now and just share this, even you who are watching at home, we have hundreds of people who jump online and wind up watching us when you share it. So I'd love for you to share that. Uh, you can share it from off of our Facebook page, off of the Calvary FL page. Now, let me ask you this. Who's ready to get the stress out of your life? You say, I'm married to him. No, I don't mean that. You... Who's ready to walk in a place where anxiousness and worry don't have control over you? Can I get a witness? Uh, living a life full of anxiety, it will rob you of your purpose. It will rob you of your present. It steals your joy right where you are, but it also robs you of your potential. So God began to deal with me about breaking stress off of your life. It's time for you to go to the next level and go there with freedom. Hallelujah. So I'm going to, I'm going to teach on this for the next few Sundays. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. Tell your neighbor, say, you look like you need this. Come on. (laughs) Okay. Here we are. This is such a beautiful text, Luke 12, 22 through 31. Uh, I'm going to read it from the, the Message Bible. So show it on the screen, if you would, from the Message Bible. It says, Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body or what you will put on. Look at verse, the next one. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Watch. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Come on now. How much, of how much more value are you than they are? And then verse 25 says, And which of you, by worrying about anything, can add one cubic? You won't get an inch taller worrying about stuff. He said, If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? If you can't even take care of the little things, why are you so upset about the big things? Why don't you understand that God will take care of it all? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Also, do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added to you. That's some good news right there. So how many of you believe God's got it under control? Who would admit, Pastor, stress has tried to take me in the past, but in Jesus' name, stress is out of my life. I'm going to learn. 
If you're ready for this message, just slip up your hands. You by live stream do the same. Father, thank you for being with us and thank you for giving us the power to overcome stress. We love you and we thank you that anxiety doesn't rule, Jesus reigns. Hallelujah. We give your name all the glory. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the day. Come on, I'm going to take you somewhere. You can be seated. Just remember, all you who are my special guests, I want to meet you in the back. I'd love to shake your hand at Guest Central. I'm going straight there to the coffee shop right after this is over to Unity Coffee. Listen, y'all, studies reveal that stress levels nowadays are at an all-time high. I read something this week that said that stress levels haven't been this high since World War II. And people are just stressed out everywhere. And the sad fact is that not only are people stressed out in the world, it seems like people are full of anxiety in the church. Okay, look straight ahead. Act like I'm not talking to you. But even church folk, believers in Jesus are wrestling with stress. A recent survey that I read revealed that suicide has now surpassed car wrecks in America as a leading cause of death. People are desperate. They're giving up. But there is still a king who has all the answers, who can lift the stress out of your life. There's never been a time in my life, and I'm 39 years old, plus 19. Come on, somebody. There's never been a time in my life when I have seen more people have issues with stress and anxiety than right now. And the past couple of years seems to have intensified it. Can I get a witness? Can I talk to real people? People are stressed out about so much. You get, they were stressed over COVID, over masks, over injustice, over politics, over divisiveness, over racial issues, over inflations, over gas prices, been stressed out with each other, stressed out over wars, stressed out over family issues. Somebody say amen. Stress out over financial issues. It just seems like stress has been at a whole nother level. The list goes on and on and on. So if we're going to break the spirit of stress and anxiety, who wants to see it broken in your life? Come on. I feel like I've been walking in a place of freedom over the last seven or eight or nine months because stress had become such an intense thing. And I said, devil, I'm not having that in my life. And I want to see you walk in freedom. Now, if we're going to understand stress and anxiety, I, I want us to really define it from a biblical standpoint. Now, the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, it says, be anxious for nothing. That means God's got everything under control. That means the things you're stressed out about, he has already taken care of. Okay, I got three people that believe it. I said, the things that you're stressed out about, God has already taken care of it in the mighty name of Jesus. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything, the Bible says, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Come on now. Let your requests be made known to God. Now, let's look at anxiety and try to understand it from a biblical standpoint. I'm just going to do some teaching today. Who's ready to be taught? Anxiety means this from the, if I was to blend the Greek and the Hebrew together, it means this, full of sorrow. It means to be afraid. It means troubled with cares, greatly stressed out. Watch this, 
drawn in different directions. When I'm stressed out, man, internally I'm here, there, and I'm everywhere. Come on. And it means to be distracted. And this is such a strategy of the enemy, precious, in your life. He wants you to be full of anxiety. He wants you to be sorrowful. He wants you to be fearful. He wants you to constantly play out worst-case scenarios so you'll be stressed out. And if we're not careful, we will allow ourselves to live below our God-given station as children of the Lord. You have not been called to be up under stress. Stress is supposed to be under your feet. Now, now, the Bible doesn't just stop with being, the definition doesn't just stop with being troubled or stressed out. It also means to be pulled in different directions. When you're pulled in different directions, you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. So many people in this last season, you've been pulled internally here and pulled internally there. One minute you feel joy, the next minute you feel despair. You're up one minute, you're down the next minute, and you're constantly pulled, you find yourself in these seasons really unable to focus and quite honestly stress winds up being a distraction and a byproduct of stress. Watch this is distraction because when you're distracted, you're unfocused and when you're unfocused, you're unproductive and that means you can accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. The as I was looking at, at not just the biblical definition of stress, I wanted to check the dictionary definition and the origin of the word anxiety and stress because really I'm going to talk about stress and anxiety as one because if you eliminate one, you'll eliminate the other. How many of you know stress and anxiety are kissing cousins? Can I get a witness? They're basically the same thing. Anxiety uh, uh, promotes stress and stress promotes anxiety. So the origin of the word anxious or anxiety is Latin. And in Latin, it literally means to squeeze, watch this, or to choke. So anxiety, anxiousness, in the original uh, definition in the Latin, in the etymology of the word, it means to squeeze and to choke. And that's what anxiety does. That's what stress does. It chokes the life out of life. What you've got to understand is the devil doesn't mind you living. He just doesn't want you to have a life. He doesn't want you to have life. But the Bible said that Jesus came, that not only you would have life, but you might have life more abundantly. The agenda of the enemy is to choke the life out of your living, is to make it where you are just barely surviving, where you go from one traumatic thing to the next, where internally you are up and down and upset and, and stressed out. The enemy is after your joy. The enemy doesn't care if you make a living. He just does not want you to have a life. Come on somebody but there are people here today who have made up in your mind that that is not the life you choose that you choose a life of joy and victory and breakthrough come on some of you have been in a season now where it seems like the enemy's been choking you, trying to choke out your purpose and choke out your destiny and choke your victory and choke your joy and 
choke your confidence and choke your hope. You mean, it's just, un, it, it seems relentless. Who would be honest and would say, Pastor Rayleigh, it seems like the devil has been relentless. Wave at me right now. Okay, praise the Lord for honest people. But how many of you believe that the devil can never be more relentless than the blood of Jesus? How many of you believe that the devil can never be more relentless than the name of Jesus? Come on. So there, there, there must be an understanding that part of what the enemy wants to do with distress is choke your peace and choke your joy. Some of you have been in the last season where it seems like the enemy has been doing this. Now I want to share with you what I believe are some of the things that cause stress and anxiety. I want to talk to you about that. I don't have time to cover them all, but I want to deal with the contributing factors to stress and anxiety. Number one, I was thinking about this and praying about it, and I seemed like the Lord said trauma. Trauma is a source and a trigger for anxiety. Trauma is an emotional response to a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. And sometimes you're going through trauma and you don't even realize you're going through trauma. The, the relationships with your family dynamics get so intense that it becomes traumatic and you don't even realize I'm in a traumatic situation. Trauma can cause so much stress and anxiety and if we're not careful, we'll allow the trauma that we uh, went through in one season to imprison us and cause us to forever be bound to what happened to us or what we went through. There are people right now, and, and I love you and I understand it because I, I went through some stuff growing up and I understand trauma and I understand abuse but here's what the enemy wants to do he wants to imprison you into what happened in the 90s or the early 2000s or the 80s he wants you to not be able to get over what's over uh, are you hearing me the enemy is bound bit and determined that you will never get over what's over but I believe that God has sent me here today as a messenger of hope, peace, and deliverance to tell you that it's over, that what happened to you does not define you. You are not what you've been through. You are not what you were. You are not that traumatic incident. You are not your trauma. You are a child of the living God. Pastor Rayleigh, you don't know the depth of my pain, and I probably don't, but I'll tell you this. I know a healer. Listen, I dealt with abuse. I dealt with things that would surprise you. I dealt with trauma in my life. I was abused on every level, but I stand before you today, delivered and set free, and able to say the thing that happened to me did not define my life. There was a time when it used to stress me out. There was a time when it used to bind me up. But today I stand before you as the leader of this ministry and I am set free by the power of God. Oh, he can do it. Don't be imprisoned by anything that's happened to you. Come on now. If you're not careful, you'll see your whole life through the lens of a traumatic event that happened to you. You will measure this marriage by the unfaithful one that was with you in the last marriage. Come on, somebody. 
You can't have friends now because some friend did you wrong years ago. You can't have the relationship now, but you're, you're insecure on your job now because something happened terrible on your job before. But hear me in this room, trauma, it cannot control or dominate your life. You have to, re- you have to here's what you have to do. You have to replace trauma with trust. Oh, you ought to write that down. I'm replacing trauma with trust. What does that mean? That means the God who got me through the trauma, he's still with me right now. The God, some of y'all don't even know who's sitting around you. You don't even know the hell that they went through. You don't know the impossibility of the fact that they should even be here today. But here they are, the, some of the loudest praisers, some of the most radical worshipers are those that have been through the most trauma because they chose to trust God and God picked them up out of a Myra Clay. He picked them up out of their depression. He picked them up out of their discouragement. Oh, don't let trauma reign in your life. (laughs) Trauma is a reality that many deal with at some point, all of us. You say, Pastor Rayleigh, why? Because we live, y'all, in a broken world. How many of you understand that? And Jesus knew that. So in John 16, John 16, Jesus declares, for in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. But you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. This godless world, y'all, has brought about conditions where there's times when we face trauma and trouble and anxiety, but we must not lose heart. Take courage in what Jesus has said. I have overcome the world. So here's my word to you in the beginning and inception of this teaching. Don't base the whole of your life story on one bad chapter. Turn the page. Your best days are before you. I'm looking for some people today who may have had a bad chapter. I'm looking for some people today who may have had some bad things happen in your life. I'm looking for some people today who went through some trouble, but here you are this morning, and look what the Lord has done. You turned the page, you moved on, hallelujah. Listen, alcoholism took your daddy, but it didn't take you. Addiction took your family, but it didn't take you. Divorce took your family, but it didn't take you. There are some people here today, you are a testimony that you can get through the trauma if you trust. You can do it. Tell your neighbor you can do it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your future is calling. I said your future is calling. Stop looking back. You're not going that way. I said, your future is calling. Who's ready to answer the call for your future? One, two, three, give God a praise. So in Jesus' name, precious, I I break the drama of trauma off of your life. Now the next thing that creates stress and anxiety is change or the lack thereof. One of the main contributors to stress and anxiety is managing change. 
It's when things start changing and you don't really want that or you're not comfortable with it or it's the lack of change. It's either to want it and not have it or have it and not want it. Help me preach somebody. Change is like a two-edged sword. Some people want it and don't get it and some people get it and don't want it. I guarantee you for everybody sitting on your row that wants change, there's somebody sitting on your row that doesn't want change. And what we've got to understand is change is inevitable. You cannot stop change. Change may make you uncomfortable, but without change, you get stuck. Oh, it's quiet in this church. Y'all were just shouting about, I said, Jesus on the mountain. Now you're just sitting there going, huh? Change may make you uncomfortable, but without change, you get stuck. We can fight change, we can resist change, but one thing we cannot do, we cannot stop change. How many of you understand that things change? Situations change. It's just the reality of living life. Change requires you to walk in seasons of uncertainty. How many of you can say things are not the way they were five years ago? Come on now, how many of you can say in your life in the last 10 years things have changed? How many of you can say in the last five years things have changed? How many of you can say something changed this week? Come on now. Change requires us to walk through these seasons of uncertainty. And if we're not careful, these seasons will produce anxiety and stress. So the way you say, well, pastor, how do I deal with anxiety and stress as it relates to change? Here is the key. Are you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Here's the key. You have to exercise your faith. Well, Pastor Rayleigh, I wanted something different than that. I thought you were going to tell me take three, three steps to this and four steps to that and read that. No, just start exercising your faith. The faith we find is the faith that we have in Jesus. Now, now watch this. People change. Circumstances change. Jobs change, your friends change. Let me get real. Some of y'all change husbands and wives. Y'all don't make me preach. Political leaders change. Y'all listen. That's why I don't get consumed by politics because they're here today and gone tomorrow because presidents run, but Jesus reigns. Can I get a witness? <laughs> so I'm not all worried about that. I'll let you do all that worrying. All that changes, y'all. People change, friends change, family dynamics change. But here's what the Bible says about Jesus in Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Ever. That means he's still a healer, he's still a provider, he's still a way maker. If he did it before, he can do it again. If he saved you, he can save your children. If he delivered you, he can deliver your brother. If he provided in 82, he'll provide in 2022. Come on. If he made, come on, I dare somebody right now. If you believe he's the same, unchanging yesterday, today. And forever, he stays the same. 
So even if you feel precious, like you are in a season of change, even if it feels unstable, you're still stable. Come on now. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I might get unstable on the rock, but the rock never gets unstable underneath me. Hallelujah. So here's what I need you to do. In this next season, I want you to replace fear, you ready, with faith. I want you to believe that God is for you and he's not against you. Because sometimes there just has to be change. Sometimes the very change you resist is the change you need. And listen, there has to be change. And since Jesus is not changing, <laughs> that means we experience change. Come on. So there's trauma, there's change. But then the third thing that the Lord showed me that produces stress in your life is a lack of control. Now, do you know any control freaks? You say, <laughs> I'm sitting by her pastor. Listen, my wife doesn't have a spirit of control until we get in the car. And then when we get in the car, it's like, bro, it is another level. She is telling me how to drive. I, I touch the brakes and she like has a panic attack. Come on, y'all. But we deal with control freaks in our lives. And really, most people that are control freaks are, are actually out of control. This is a big one because often the stress and anxiety that we feel is because we feel like things are out of control. Our family is out of control. Our children are out of control. And it can manifest when you're wrestling with these dynamics. Times when you feel like, man, my marriage is out of control. My finances are out of control. Come on, let's get real. My son is out of control. My daughter is out of control. I'm out of control. And it's tough when you feel like on a personal level that life is out of control. In these moments, it seems like you want more. You desire more. You want peace. You desire opportunities. You desire things. But you can't control the, the stress that seems to be holding you out of where you desire to be. It's hard to control people. So just give up and give them to God. Here's what I found out. It's hard to control people who won't control themselves. Y'all don't make me preach. There are some people that they are out of control and they're not gonna submit to your control. So you have to stop and say, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you will get a hold of their lives. There are times when you feel out of control. Illness and injury create stress sometimes because we can't control it, can we? We have to walk by faith and trust God that if he was a healer then, he's a healer now. And if he was a way maker then, He's a way maker now. Listen to what the Bible says in Psalms 94, 19. Whenever my busy thoughts were out of control, the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight. You missed a good opportunity to rejoice in the Lord right there. 
It said, whenever my busy thoughts were out of control, the soothing comfort of your presence calmed me down and overwhelmed me with delight. Oh, my, 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 my. God can lift the stress right out of your life. He'll turn the stressing into a blessing. He'll replace your stress with rest. God can lift it out of your life. Watch this now. According to that text, bring it up again. Bring it up again. According to that text, when things were out of control, my busy thoughts, soothing comfort. Somebody say comfort. Somebody say calm. Somebody say delight. Now, I dare you right now. Come on. If you believe that God can do this in your life, I want you to raise up your hands. And I want you to say this after me. Say, God is releasing comfort, calm, and delight in my life. Lord, you have control. Now, if you believe it, just give him a praise right now. Come on. Yo, I just feel like somebody's about to get help. God's releasing comfort and calm and delight over your life this week. This week, you're going to find out that even if nobody changes, everything has changed inside of you because God is releasing comfort. Somebody shout comfort. Somebody shout calm. And somebody shout delight. Now give God praise for it like you're going to have it. God is releasing in this season comfort, calm, and delight. I want a plate full of it. And seconds. Can I get a witness? I'm really going to shake y'all up. Is this all right? Because we're learning. Wave at me if you're ready. You want more. Wave at me if you want a little bit more. So, so I'm, I'm going to aggravate somebody here. But I'm going to be honest. One of the greatest stress producers in the nation today is social media. Amen, Pastor Rayleigh, preach it. Oh, that's good preaching, that's right, hallelujah. I said one of the greatest stress producers is social media. I read that this week that there's many uh, studies connecting social media to stress, and guess what, I believe it. Because social media is packed full of stress triggers. Baby, let me see your phone. You know how when you're scrolling, you just, you go through a whole range of emotions. Well, look at that. <laughs> Man, that makes me mad. It's fire. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I mean, you're like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde trying to be on Facebook. And how many of you know you are not built for that range of emotions? Y'all don't make me preach. The Lord didn't build you where you would be up one second and down the next second. And man, social media will rob you. You're just scrolling, just scrolling, and you're stressing out. Young people especially. You're looking at someone's fabricated social media life, and you compare your regular everyday uh, life to them, and you're comparing your life to something that is not even real. You're watching TikTok, and acting like it's real. TikTok is not real. Y'all don't make me preach. 
I am so tired of us trying to measure our lives by people who are posting just good stuff. The reality is this. No, there was people, you know, they came through COVID. They came through the last two years. They didn't have a problem. They had V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. Everywhere they turned, it was victory. But the truth is when they, when they pressed the record button and when they finally turned it off, their reality was not what they had positioned themselves to release to the world. The truth was they were struggling just like you. So here's what I need to tell you. Nobody's life is 100% perfect. Come on, sometimes you're bloated. Sometimes you're gassy. Y'all don't make me come down there. Sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes people talk about you. Sometimes your family goes crazy. Sometimes you're trying to do right and bad things happen all around you. Nobody's life is perfect. So don't look at social media and get depressed because somebody seems like they have a perfect life. No, their spanks are just working real good that day. Can I get a witness? The filter. It's quiet in here now. Can I say this? You're going to love this or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. Much of social media is filtered, fake, fabricated, and false. I'm going to say it again. I said much of social media is filtered, fake, fabricated, and false. Social media is the place where misinformation is embraced like it's information. It's, it's like falsehood is embraced and truth is mostly shunned. And I'll be honest with you. Do you I get shocked by what people share. Okay, somebody is just drawing all up in your backward parts right now, you know. You just, what did he just say? I get so shocked at some of the stuff your neighbor shares, not you. Look at your neighbor, give him the side eye. I get so shocked at what I see people share sometimes. And, and I wonder what in the world is going on. I get shocked by, people, by what people share. But can I say this? Sometimes I get even more shocked by what the saints like. Oh, here we go. I'll look at that man and there's some ungodly, unrighteous, filthy, nasty, dirty, divisive. It'll be shared and I'll look there and thinking Joey Jojo Shabadoo has liked it. And I'm thinking, my Lord, what in the world is going on? There has got to be an emergence of accountability online. There has got to be a time when we realize if I'm saved on Sunday, I'm saved on Facebook. And if I'm saved on Sunday, I'm saved on Instagram. That means there's some stuff I don't like, I don't share, I just keep scrolling. How about that? Our world is so driven now by social media, right? Texting, email that we are raising a generation that doesn't even know how to act or relate to people when they get face to face. <laughs> oh, this is painful, isn't it? We're raising up a generation that doesn't even know how to communicate because the only communicating they do is on social media or on their phone. Let me tell you something. If you've got young people, sometimes take that phone away. 
Your teenager doesn't need to spend 10 hours a day on the phone. Now let me just go a little bit further. Who will let me take this surgery a little deeper? Wave at me if you'll let me. Okay, now I'm gonna tell you the truth. Personally, if I've got a grievance with you, I am not going to be a keyboard gangster. Do you know people who were like gangsters on the keyboard? But then when you meet them, they're like Winnie the Pooh. Can I get a witness in here? They are, they will go gangster on, I, this is what I would do, this is what I would do. And then you meet him, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, fluffy little stuffy. Y'all don't say nothing to me. Listen, I'm tired of keyboard gangsters. I'm tired of people who, who post stuff and it's a veiled attack. Here's the way I'm wired. If I got a grievance with you, I'm gonna look you right in the eye. If I've got something to say to you, I won't say it to Facebook, I'll say it to you. I got three people that are tracking with me. See, the last few years, man, I've took so many veiled and unveiled attacks. I'll be honest with you. When you do what I do, you just better get ready because you're going to deal with the attacks. All these preachers and young preachers who say, man, I want to rise. I want a stage like that. I want an opportunity like that. I, I want to I do what Jim Rayleigh does or I want to do what some other preacher does. But let me tell you, honey, the brighter the light, the hotter the heat. And can, just one side note, if you're not ready to be criticized, you're not ready to lead. If you're not ready to be talked about or second guess, you're not ready to leave. And over the last couple of years, I dealt with so many veiled and unveiled attacks, and I'm sure in many ways so did you. But there came a point where I had to say, enough of this mess. Talk about me any way you want to. You can do all that veiled junk if you want to, but I have made up in my mind that I am not going to be defeated by what's said on Facebook, Instagram, or anything else. Come on now, if you've got something to say to somebody, don't comment it on their post. Oh, y'all are just looking at me like, who he think he is? If you know them, meet with them, call them, reach out to them, especially if you're saved and they're saved, cause y'all gonna go to heaven together. How many of you know God's not going to kill somebody because you don't like them? The Bible said, to, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to be children of God. Here's what I've got to tell you. Every time you interact with somebody, especially the saints, you're interacting with children of God. And how many of you know, are you funny about your children? How many of y'all are funny about your children? If somebody messes with your children... You're like, wait a minute. You take your shoe off. If somebody, who, do I have a dad or a mom in here? If somebody messes with your children, they will see G.I. Joe in you, right, 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 right quick. And if we are funny about our children, how much more do you think the Heavenly Father is? And when you pull out your knife and you shred people, God is not pleased. All right. I'm gonna go a little bit deeper. Can I, can I just probe a little deeper? Those of you that said no, you need this the most. 
Number five, allowing ourselves to be overly influenced by the news. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. We are so controlled by the news nowadays. And this is the truth, y'all. I've, I've just had to turn it off because it can get on my last nerve. You just watch the news and here's what they do. Do you realize that they are baiting the trap? That they want you upset. They want you inflamed. And so they will post, what, and listen, here's the reality. This generation doesn't watch the news to be informed. They watch the news to be agreed with. It's quiet in here, but I'm gonna keep preaching because I've been preaching a long time and I can preach whether you're shouting or not. But we watch the news wanting to be agreed with. I remember the day when Walter Cronkite, come on, I'm showing how old I am. He just reported the news. And then you prayed about it and you said, Lord, lead me, guide me, and direct me into what I should believe. But now we are allowing a news report. We're allowing talking heads to rile us up. Where are the redeemed of the Lord that can break the power of the influence of news? that keeps you stressed out. Honestly, y'all, there's so much bad news out there that if you're not careful, you will be perpetually stressed. But listen, church, we have a remedy for the bad news. It's called the good news. And here's what I know. The good news keeps getting better and better when the bad news keeps getting worse and worse. Come on, somebody, I dare you right now. If you believe in the good news, open up your mouth and give God a praise. Okay, here's, here's what I was gonna tell you about social media. I think you need to have a Sabbath from social media. I think one time a week from sundown one night till sundown the next night, whether you do it Saturday to Sunday or Friday to Saturday, you need to cut that mess off and say, I am not paying attention to that for one day. Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. I think that you ought to take a sabbatical. Some of you need a Sabbath from the news and say, I am not going to be controlled by Fox, MSN, or CNN anymore. See, here's the deal. How did you say, well, Pastor, how do I overcome all the bad news? Here's how you do it. Believe your Bible. I don't believe half of what I see on the news, but I believe my Bible. I believe that he is the Prince of Peace. I believe that he's a healer, a redeemer, and a restorer. I believe that all God's children are important, red, yellow, black, and white. I believe God loves us all, rich people, poor people. I believe my Bible. I believe for revival. I believe for breakthrough. I believe for healing. I, I, I believe my Bible. Some of y'all, I believe in the news. Believe your Bible. You still love me? Stress and anxiety will have its life. Watch this. In the way, in the lives of unbelieving believers. If you watch the news and you put more confidence in what the news says than what the Bible says, could it be on some level that you're an unbelieving believer? Huh. 
You know what's going to hinder revival? Not the devil, unbelieving believers. You know what? It tries to hold back the good that the church can do in the world is unbelieving believers. But I believe that there are thousands connected to this house that this place is wall-to-wall people today. I believe that there are some believing believers. I want to hear from the believing believers right now. If you believe that the good news is the best news. Come on, if you believe that the good news is the best news. Finally, number six, great contributor to stress and anxiety is a lack of rest. I alluded to the fact that we have some, y'all, they, they never take a break. You're internally wrestling, fighting, even when you look calm on the outside. On the inside, there's a war. And stress and anxiety will rob you of your path, of your, of your peace and your rest. You'll go to bed tired and wake up tired. Come on. You, you'll go to bed tired and wake up tired. You, you, you'll worry and stay stressed out and never give yourself any internal rest. But I have come to tell you that it's time for you to rest. It's time for you to chill. Stress and anxiety can create unrest where there should be rest. Feelings of inadequacy and fear will rob you of your rest. Watching social media and comparing yourself to this person or that person will rob you of your rest. Worrying over family, worrying over finances, worrying over your future will rob you of your rest. But learning to find rest in the Lord releases peace. The Bible said in Matthew, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and I'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Is there anybody here ready for a real rest? Come on. He said, walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn from the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Amen. Did you hear her shouting amen? So today I'm breaking the spirit of stress and anxiety off for you. Now remember, we, we said that anxiety chokes us, right? How many of you understand when I say that, but that anxiety can choke you? We, we've got this thing at our house now, and we put it on the wall, and we work out with it on the wall. It's like a TV, and you, you sit there, and they tell you what to do, and you do, and you, you get all big, all skinny. It ain't happened yet, but I'm on the way. Come on, y'all. And this woman looked at us the other day and she said, you know what? She said, just breathe. She said, just breathe. Every time you breathe, you're telling your body it's okay. Every time you breathe, you're telling yourself, I'm going to make it. Every time you breathe, you're telling yourself, it's going to be all right. I dare you right now, the devil has tried to choke you. Just breathe one time and let hell, everything's going to be all right. 
I was saying, I breathed again. Now look at there, everything's gonna be all right. Here's what the Bible said. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. They, they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Do you know stress tries to choke you, but you know what chokes your stress? It's when you begin to praise the Lord. It's when you begin to magnify the Lord. I dare you right now, begin to choke the stress out of your life by giving, give him a hand clap of praise. Give him a shout of praise. Every time you praise the Lord, every time you magnify the Lord, you are take, come on up here, son. Every time I praise the Lord, I am choking the stress out of my life. Some of y'all came in with a spirit of heaviness, but if you will just say, I'm changing garments right now. I'm taking off stress. I'm taking off anxiety. This is gonna be my coat of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Take it off. Well, help him, Lord. Come on, take, take it off. It's reversible, come on. I'm gonna put on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. I dare you right now to take off your garment of stress, take off your garment of heaviness, and put on a garment of praise. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, you can just sit there if you want to, but I'm changing clothes. I'm changing spiritual clothes. I'm not giving my stress the power to reign in my life. If you're ready to put on a garment of praise, one, two, three, jump on your feet and give God a mighty praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise will help you get the stress out. I said praise will help you get the stress out. I said praise will put the devil in a chokehold. Somebody's praising in a hospital room right now. Somebody's praising in their house right now. Somebody's got up at your house, you're out of your chair, and you're walking around the living room giving God praise. There comes a point where you just have to get tired of the stress. Now, y'all know I'm big about confession and the power of death and life in the tongue. I'm very careful about personally what I say because I believe that your confession matters. So Isaiah 35.4 says, say to those who have an anxious stressed out heart be strong fear not the Lord will come and save you <laughs> take that devil I said take that anxiety I said take that depression I said take that trauma come on somebody take that social media Take that news report. Come on, take that. 
Pastor Dawn brought that scripture to me when I was preparing. She said, honey, I just feel this. Say to those who have an anxious, stressed out heart, be strong. Fear not. The Lord will come and save you. Would you allow Apostle to preach to speak that over you today? I said, would you allow me to speak that over you today? Would you actually receive it? Who feels like stress in your life has been intense? Come on, wave at me. See, there you go. There you go. I believe when I launch this into the atmosphere, it's going to break something off of somebody's life in this room. Somebody watching. Raise up both hands if you want to receive it. You ready? Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. I know it's been tough, but be strong. I know you haven't seen what you want to see, but be strong. I know everything's not perfect and you feel weakened in situations that you've been through, but be strong. And here's the deal. Fear not. I break the spirit of fear and anxiety off of you. I break it off of you concerning your family and your children and your finances and every other issue. Here's what I declare. The Lord will come and save you. If you believe it, give the Lord a praise. Be strong. Fear not. I said be strong. Fear not. The Lord will come. And the Lord will save. Come on, Pastor John. Somebody just slip up your hands and trade your stress for rest right now. God said, I'm lifting pressure off of people right now. The Lord said, even this very moment, raise up your hands and receive it. The Lord said, I'm relieving stress and releasing joy. I call a family that's been in turmoil into a place of peace in the name of Jesus. I call a mother who's been full of anxiety. I call you into a place of peace in the name of Jesus. I declare and decree that you are strong, that you do not fear, and the Lord has come even this morning to save you. If you you receive it, slip up your hands and worship with me right now. Sing, Pastor John, just worship with me for a moment. Come on. Hallelujah. Somebody receive it now. Hallelujah. To every soul captive by depression. Oh, I speak Jesus. Come on, y'all. I know we've grown a little bit today, but I want you to raise your hands and worship. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over fear and all anxiety To every soul captive by depression Oh, I speak Jesus Come on, in the balcony 
I want you to receive it right now. Come on. Stand to your feet and just receive it. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Raise your hands and drink it in right now. Over fear and all anxiety. To every soul captive by depression. I speak Jesus. Oh, I speak Jesus. We sing in your name. Your name is power. and it's been on a whole nother level, I want you to come to the front right now. I want you to come to the front right now. Sing it. Sing it. Come on. Here they come. Here they come. We're going to break it today. 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 Sing, honey. speak the name of Jesus Over fear and all anxiety To every soul captive by depression to the front right now. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul captive by Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can visit calvaryfl.com give. 
We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.